Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lauer and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. So I talked a little bit about it last episode, but I want to do uh, a short series here on the three main steps that you must take in your financial plan in order to create wealth for you. So we want to keep it simple, something that's repeatable and understandable. Again, you should understand what your investments mean what your account types are, and what is going on within your financial life. You don't want to just blindly accept advice that's given to you that you don't fully comprehend. Yes, of course, the investing part is important. Returns are very important. But if you don't have a plan around that, then how do we even know if we're on track? How do we know if we have the right risk tolerance set up? How do we know if we're doing anything that's even what's best for you? So the first step that we need to take in or in when we're building your financial plan is setting up protection. We have to protect you, we have to protect your family, and we need to protect your income. Plain and simple, it's a must. I mean, what do you do when you build your home? You build the structure, you build the walls, you put the roof on it, you make sure it's all sealed. That way you're protected from the elements. Then you can go in and work on the intricacies of the inside and the decor and the furniture and make it look all nice and and do all the fun stuff. But, you know, side note here, (laughs) a lot of my family is actually in construction um, and working in construction actually is part of the reason that I probably became a financial advisor. (laughs) And I never even did it full time. I mean, when I was younger uh, in high school and and even in the first couple years of college when, you know, we still actually lived in Arizona, I used to uh, work in the construction field uh, outside during the summertime in Tucson, Arizona, where I grew up. And it was just hot. It was miserable. It was not fun. And I just remember thinking, yeah, I definitely know that I don't want to do this. So let's figure out a job that I can do working with my brain instead. (laughs) So more power to all of you construction people out there. Obviously, way tougher than me. But what does the outside walls and the protection piece of your financial plan uh, or your financial house, what does that represent within your financial plan? It's insurance, your emergency fund, and eliminating debt. If you do not have an emergency fund set up and you're loaded with consumer debt, you know, I would argue that you're really not ready to start investing in building wealth yet because it's like moving your family into a house with only half the roof on it. And then when it rains, you're shocked that your house got wet and your kid's room flooded. I mean, come on, you had half a roof. <laughs> we know that it's going to rain someday. Did you really think 
that the inside of your house was not going to get wet if you never finished the other half of your roof. And that, I mean, that sounds so crazy. You know, if you drove around and you could see, oh, hey, you know, did you notice the Smiths next door? They didn't finish their roof yet. They are hosed come wintertime when it starts to rain. But it's laughable. I mean, to think that, it, it, that's just so silly. But that's not really that far off, off, that far off of the reality that some people have. Imagine this would be crazy <laughs> and people would hate it. But if we just posted everybody's personal balance sheet on their front door and then people walked by and they said, oh boy, these guys are asking for trouble. They've got a lot of debt outstanding. They're sending their money all over the place. They're not paying themselves. If one thing goes wrong, they are asking for trouble. They're gonna get set back really, really far. And you might not see it that way because we don't talk about personal finance as much in our everyday lives. But to me, that is just as crazy as only putting half a roof on your house. You're leaving yourself exposed to that much risk. We have to start out eliminating your consumer debt, credit cards, student loans, car loans, 401k loans, all of that. We got to get it gone. That's the easiest way to give yourself a raise. Say you make $10,000 a month, but you owe on your car, you owe on your dog, you owe on your dirt bike, your credit card. Then all of a sudden it feels like you're making $2,000 a month very quickly because again, you're paying everyone but yourself. We have to free up that income and allow it to work for you and not against you because using your income to its full potential is the number one best way to start building wealth. So then we also need to get three to six months of expenses in the bank, liquid cash. It's a must. And your credit card, your home equity line, that does not count as an emergency fund. We want liquid cash ready for the rainy day. You know, the job losses, the car breaks down, the heater goes out. Again, it's gonna rain. We know it's going to at some point. So we need to make sure we're ready for it and that it's not going to set you way far back. Now, the last thing that you really need to do is get life insurance and disability insurance. And I know we talked about this recently, but the hard thing about insurance is that people only wanna buy it when they need it. And then by that time, it's too late. You cannot get fire insurance after your house burnt down. We cannot get life insurance after a loved one passes away. We just need to get it in place and then we can leave it alone and forget about it. And we don't have to have the conversation anymore. But you should get somewhere around 10 times your annual income. You know, for most people, that's gonna be somewhere between a 15 to 30 year term policy. The length of the term, uh, it totally depends on your situation because we really only need to cover you until you're self-insured. You don't need to have life insurance for your entire life. Being self-insured means that when you have no debt, the home is paid off, and then you have enough assets that would allow anybody that's relying on your current income to continue their current lifestyle if you were to pass away. That's when you're self-insured, so we only need to bridge that gap, and we wanna do it in the most cost-effective way possible, which is a term policy. You do not need to overpay for a permanent life insurance policy that has an investment built into it. They're, they're just not worth it. Use the life insurance for what it's meant for, and that is to protect you in a worst case scenario. And unfortunately, I cannot tell you how often I have run into people that are paying for permanent policies. They don't even realize how much that they're overpaying and how low their death benefit really is for the premium that they're paying. I mean, talk about another way to give yourself a raise, get a level term policy and dump your permanent policy. That's gonna give you a lot of money back to your income. So now you're protected from the rainy day with your liquid cash emergency fund. Your life is protected and your family's gonna be fine monetarily, no matter what happens. Now, the last thing that we wanna protect is your income. What if you get injured and you can no longer work? 
well, now the plan goes right down the drain. We need your income. You have to protect the power of that. And again, you can do it in a very cost-effective manner. We wanna get you know somewhere around 80% of your income covered by a disability policy, and sometimes you're already gonna have that through your employer or at least a good portion of it covered through your employer. But if not, you know, we can always look outside of individual policies and, and compare quotes. So perfect, now the structure of your house is built. Your neighbors are not gonna be making fun of you for half your roof. <laughs> and no matter how bad that the rainstorm gets, you're not gonna get wet. But that part of the plan is so crucial and sometimes it's really, really overlooked because people wanna jump right into the investing. That's the fun part, actually watching your accounts grow and seeing how much wealth you can really accumulate. That's way more fun than setting up insurance policies, paying off debt and building an emergency fund. But it is the number one most crucial part that we cannot skip over. That's why it's the first step and we have to make sure that that's covered before you start investing. If you skip this step and you try to tackle five things at once, it really will not work. We have to knock out one thing at a time, get the debts done, get the emergency reserves built, focus 100% solely on each individual task at hand, and you're gonna get them done so much faster. You're gonna become so much wealthier in the long run. So moving on to the next episode, we're gonna talk about you know the more fun part, the investing portion, and starting to actually build wealth for you. But for now, if there's any questions that you have, if there's anything that I can do to help, if you just wanna talk about your specific plan and make sure that you're on the right path to reach your financial goals while taking on the least amount of risk, I would love to be able to help you. You can book a one-on-one -on -one discovery call with myself at hunterlowry.com. It's a free call and we can talk about whatever it is that you'd like to, uh, to get help with within your financial life. All right, guys, always appreciate you tuning in and it's a great day to have a great day, everybody. Take care.